Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. Okay, peeps, this part of the show is my big old virtual hug, and thank you for reviewing my podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Orange West. Orange says, inspiring conversations that make you realize you can do it too. Maddie is a wonderful host and inspiring woman herself who lets us see we can design the life we truly want and interviews women who back this up. Great podcast. This legit made my entire week. Thank you so much, Orange West. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will make sure to get a shout out to you on a future episode. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are tuning in to a very, very, very delayed episode, a solo episode that has literally been ruminating, rumbling around up in my brain for, I don't know, two months, however long it's been since I've sat behind this Zoom camera, this microphone and recorded a podcast. And here I am being extremely hard on myself. I started to record this podcast many times, many, many times. And every single time it didn't go the way I planned. And I hit stop. I got up and I walked away. And then I spent about a week away. And then I tried it again. I would come back, hit record, start talking, start having the conversation, hate where it was going, press stop, get up, walk away, rinse, cycle, repeat. What is the saying? Rinse, wash, repeat, whatever that is. I'm doing it fucking well right now. And so I'm just going to come at you with the message. I am going to ditch everything other than one little story, a couple of examples, and the message. And here's the message. We get to live our lives in such a way that we get to use resets uh, as a way to motivate us. And we get to use resets in such a way that we don't use regret along with them. Uh, When I was recently down in Cabo in Mexico with Tom, we went out on, no, we did not go out in the town. That is a big fat lie. We went out on the resort because hello COVID and we had drinks and we sat and had the longest, most beautiful dinner and sipped on all the glasses of wine and literally had the best conversation that I can recall having with my husband since the pandemic started. It was that good. 
And when I woke up the next morning, guess what I was feeling? I was feeling hungover because I had had, you know, two, three, too many glasses of wine. And the feeling that I had in that moment was embarrassment, shame, regret. I wanted to hide. And I was really, really, really kicking myself. I was really, really being hard on myself for my body having a natural reaction to having alcohol. All right. If um, you, you may or may not know, but earlier this year, I did a alcohol-free challenge and I went, the goal was 30 days alcohol-free after those 30 days was a success, a huge success. I continued. And I actually went about four months without alcohol. And the shitty part of the challenge is that it was so damn good. Every side effect of going alcohol-free, I would say like 99% of the side effects of going alcohol-free are mind blowing and they're positive, which is a real big bummer when you <laughs> love your wine. And so coming off this four month alcohol free challenge, all these questions were surfacing, like what will my continued relationship with alcohol be like, you know, how much is too much? How often is too often? These are these ideas and conversations that I'm working with myself and I'm working with them in line with my values. So I'm, I'm having these conversations and then I go on vacation and I have a wonderful evening with my husband and I have too many glasses of wine and I wake up in this beautiful Mexican paradise hungover. And I had that instant. I, the instant I woke up, my self-talk was like, you piece of shit, look what you did. And luckily I have done enough work to realize that I could catch that. I could catch my self-talk pretty dang quickly and then start to question it and start to flip the script so that it was more in line with who I want to be and moving forward. And what I decided in that moment and what I've decided over the last couple of years is that I really want to share as much of my life as I, as I feel comfortable sharing so that listeners, you, my friends, other women, other girls don't feel alone. And I also want to live my life in a way that is pretty transparent, that things aren't always ever perfect. And so the fact that I've been sharing about this alcohol-free amazingness, and then I went and overdid it, that amplified the shitty feeling that amplified the need to like, want to punish myself. But as I was sitting, whoops, just dropped my phone where all my notes are. (laughs) As I was sitting out on the balcony, looking at the sun, that was you know, way up in the sky already because I had slept in, I thought this isn't a story that I want to hide. This isn't something that I want to hide behind because this is real life. And what this real life is, is resetting this sense of, I get to fuck up or I get to fall off the wagon or I get to um, avoid uh, recording a podcast or without regret. So I get to be human and make mistakes, A, without regret, and then B, with a reset. I can come back to my beautiful life and decide 
that I want it to look a little bit differently, that I want to make a different decision going forward. And so I was sitting there thinking, how am I going to share this stumble? How am I going to share this hangover with my friends who've been watching me be alcohol-free? And I just started writing and I'm going to read what I wrote. And then we're going to just quickly think about two different ideas. And I'm going to let you hop off because the only point that I really want to drive home is self-compassion is that resetting is a part of life. And until we can treat ourselves with the compassion that we so naturally and easily give to other people, we will stay stuck. We won't be able to make the progress because it is progress because of guilt. It is progress because of shame and it's progress because of regret. That kind of progress doesn't last. So here's my post. Here's what I write. I said, what if we approach life as just a series of resets? What if we got a little bit better after each one of those resets? What if we were easier on ourselves for needing a reset? This morning after a night of drinking wine in, I'm feeling hard on myself. My mind is really tiptoeing towards my negative self-talk rabbit hole because I can go there so easily. Here are some of the thoughts that my mind went to. You shouldn't have had those last two glasses of wine. You're throwing away your months of being alcohol-free. Just think of how productive you could have been today. Please remember I was on vacation, yet this is where my negative self-talk took me. I can be a mean ass bitch to myself. And if I know you, if you're listening, you can be a mean ass bitch to yourself too. The post continues. This morning, I'm reflecting on resets on all my years of reset after reset. Here's some thoughts. Here's some resets that I've had. After having a nasty fight with my husband, I've had to repair or I've chosen to repair reset. And then I get to do a little bit better next time we have a nasty fight. When I lose my patience on the kids, I get to apologize, reset, and then move on. If I skip a few months of exercise, I get to reset and then put the sneakers back on and get after it again. When I let the house become a total mess and disaster, I get to hire help or delegate to the kiddos. That's my reset. And then I get to move forward. What if I procrastinate on a big project? Hello, podcast procrastination. Here's what I get to do. I get to ask for help. I get to reach for accountability. I can say to my friend, help me with this reset. And then I can refocus and re-record. When I slack on emailing my list, I get to just start again, write the email and reset. And when I drink one too many nights in a row, I get to really reflect. I get to ask myself those really hard questions, become aware because awareness is always number one, reset, then set a game plan and move on. Because here's why it's so important. Reset is a part of life. Needing a reset doesn't mean we're a failure. All it means is that we're human and we are forgiving of ourselves. And I'd like to add, 
holding compassion for the need of a reset. So this morning I'm nursing my coffee, leaning on my Excedrin and taking it easy. Today is yet another reset in a series of beautiful resets. My question that I wrote at the end of this post is what reset are you currently working on? So my first thought for us today is to consider where in life are we craving a reset? I think it's important for us to think of this in small resets. It is absolutely impossible if you've ever done one of my 30 day challenges to do, to create more than one habit at a time. It's, it's pretty much impossible. I like to think of resets in the same way. And so you might think right now, Oh, holy shit, Monty. I've got, you know, 10 resets needed. That's cute, but it's not going to happen. We cannot do that to ourselves. It's not fair. It's not kind. And it's not compassionate. So maybe grab a journal and make a list. What areas of your life would you love to reset? Then once you get the list going, ask yourself, if I could just reset one area, which area would have the biggest impact on all other areas. You know, maybe you need a reset in both exercise and diet. And I don't mean, you know me, I hate diet culture. I don't mean dieting and restriction. I mean, the food and that you are fueling your body with, and you get to ask yourself, which one will have the biggest benefit and then focus on that reset. So my first thought for you is where in your life are you craving a reset? And when you're considering this, I want you to think about someone you love like more than anything. And I want you to be that kind to yourself as you're considering your own reset. So do this with a compassionate heart. That's my first thought for you. The second thought for you is, you know, taking action. So you get to evaluate where you're at. You get to think about where you want to go and you get to set a game plan. But the other thing I just want to throw into this podcast is to consider what is it that throws us off our game and throws us into maybe a heightened sense of resetting. And so recently we've had a family trauma that literally put the brakes on everything I was working on. It put the brakes on my true to you course that is launching January 24th. And that is still going to go, but it put the brakes on what I was doing right there. It put the brakes on the podcast. It put the brakes on my exercise. We were eating out a lot. This whole sense of taking care of family first became the priority. And so once the dust settled, I realized, okay, now I get to reset. Now I get to step back into the life post chaos or post crisis, I should say. So another thing is vacation, right? It's amazing to me that I was so hard on myself while I was on vacation. Of course, I was going to make some choices and going to crave a reset afterwards. However, had I just maybe considered it in advance, it would have been so much easier to start the day with kindness and compassion. What else throws you off your game? Is it stress? Is it marital conflict? Is it financial stress or uncertainty? Is it for me, like I said, family trauma? Another thing to consider is where are you at in your menstrual cycle? Does that affect what is going on in your world and often create the sense of like needing a reset? 
pandemic, hello, like COVID, all of us, we've had to deal with this over the last two years. And so if we can become more self-aware of these moments in our world, these moments in our lives where we have to rely more and more on resets, then we get to um, anticipate them and then they become easier and easier to do. My last little message is a reset, knowing that you're going to need a reset because you're human is not our free ticket to making shit decisions intentionally. This is not my get out of jail free card. This is not like, oh, I get to do whatever I want now because I know I'll just reset tomorrow. Okay. The reset isn't meant to be an excuse to do something that's not aligned with your values. The reset is meant to be the compassionate pivot to move you forward after we stumble. That's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for bearing with me, for listening, tuning in. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. Thank you so much and always keep living on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.